on radio. Right on radio. Narrating the end of the world. The end of the world. This news just in. Go, go, go. We are your news now. Providing the play-by-play for the second coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Right on, right on, right on. Live right. Live right. In the real world. Right on radio. For continuous coverage, the latest information, separate fact from opinion. Get the truth. Get the news. You're listening to Right on Radio. The truth is, the world is somewhat of an illusion. It really is a theatrical play between good and evil. And you and I just walk amongst it. Hey everyone, welcome to Right On Radio. My name is Jeff. Thank you for being here. The tagline of the show is Live Right in the Real World, where I show you the real world, both visible and invisible and you decide how you want to live in it. Just a quick show announcement off the top. I'll be very fast. Uh, This is my last planned and prepared show for 2023, at least an Intel show. I'm going to still do the Sundays. Um. And I still might do the Podbean, and I might even still post. Listen, I'm a bit of a workaholic, folks, but I want to focus the next couple weeks on a couple other projects. So I'm just going to tell you right now that I'm not promising the regular right on radio schedule for the immediate future. Uh, But, you know, we'll be kicking back hard. And if something comes up and you know, it might be all over the news or, you know, if something comes up and I just feel I need to get on here and, and tell you something or show you something, I certainly will. Uh, other than that, I might just post some more stuff that I've seen and was impressed with and because it doesn't take me too much time to prepare it. Um, it. Still takes time to play it and do all that and get a thumbnail, but it's not nearly as uh, intensive as putting on a show like this one. With this one, I have the intention of putting some concise information in front of you, and I've entitled this show Evident Future Known, and the title is exactly as it sounds, things that are evident 
right now and the future is known. No, I'm not giving you a prophetic dream or anything like that, but the facts are, and you'll see that before the end of this, both God and the devil are telling you the same thing is going to happen. We don't know exactly when, but we have some strong clues about the near future. And that's what I want to talk about. And this is not to create any fear or anything like that. In fact, quite the opposite is what I pray. But it's better to know things than to not know things. Because when, even as believers, when certain major catastrophic events happen, and they're going to, if you are caught off guard, you will be in a state of confusion because you do not know what your immediate next move is. Do I do this? Do I go here? Do I call it? You know, and depending on what happens, your hands might be tied. You might feel useless. You might feel things. It's really unprepared. And I'm not advocating uh, ultimate prepping or anything like that, but it is good to be prepared, certainly. So last week, there were two shows that I did, the Tuesday and the Thursday show. The Tuesday show was a clip of Q the Plan, uh, number three, and I also reported on some of the things that Juan O'Savin had been saying, and basically I said in that show that both are psychological operations. You might just think Juan is a good guy, and he might be a good guy. You might think he's a bad guy. He might be a bad guy. It doesn't matter. It is still a psychological operation because he is controlling the narrative on countless podcasts and alternative media shows and probably beyond that. And the Q thing is obviously a psychological operation. Same rules apply. It doesn't matter, good, bad, or indifferent. Although the regular right on radio community, if you've kept up with the shows, you know where the Great Awakening comes from, and we're going to be discussing that. But I don't want to go too far down any particular rabbit hole. I want to stay with the facts, and I'm going to cover something that I really haven't covered on this show before, and I believe it's going to tie a lot of the things together. So you notice it right on radio, it also says we talk God and politics. Because politics and what's happening in the spiritual uh, realm, in my opinion, really mirror them mirror themselves uh, dramatically. Things always happen in the spirit first, and then it tends to happen here in the politics. And in the spirit, right now, with everything coming to a head, you're going to have to pay. You've already picked your side, of course, right on radio listener, but people are going to have to make a decision to follow Christ or not to follow Christ. There's two types of people in this world. There will be the born again people and not born again. So that's important to know. 
And in politics, I'm going to focus on the United States, although this show really is about the globe. And you're going to see how that fits in because a lot of these events that we're going to talk about are going to happen globally. It's not just the United States. I don't want you to be lulled into a comfort zone saying, oh, those poor Americans, I got to deal with this. No, you're going to have to deal with it too. And so am I. Um, right now in American politics and pretty much around the world, honestly speaking, they've, they're successfully running what's called the Hegelian dialect. You own, making you believe you only have two choices. Now, of course, there's always more choices, but for the vast majority of people in this world, they're going to see that they have two choices. In America, it's Donald Trump or lose the country. And in other countries, you know, populist politicians have risen up. And it's, you know, they're going to be the savior of the country, like the guy in the Netherlands or or whoever else it may be around the world. Please understand both sides are controlled. And I'm, I'm voting for Trump. I make no mistake about it. I'm supporting Trump. And whether he is good or bad is also indifferent. God appoints people to do his plan and his will will be done. And he puts good people in to do his plan sometimes and sometimes he puts bad people in to do his plan. But his plan, the Bible, every bit of it will come to fruition. So we have to understand that. But the fact is, is in the world speaking, there's only two choices. And when there's only two choices, you know it's controlled for sure. And in the case of Trump, he has been going around lately saying, hey, the gloves are off. They indicted me. Now we can do anything. And he's like, I am your retribution. And he's saying, we're going to enforce the law. Full stop. And then you have Cash Patel out there saying, hey, he's probably going to be the director of the CIA or whatever, and he's going to enforce it. Full stop. Like, they're going to they're gonna be wild. They're going to arrest everybody. They're saying it out loud now. And then in the mainstream media and on the left, of course, you have them saying, Trump's going to be a dictator. It is the end of democracy. He's going to lock us all. They're saying it too. So when both sides are saying it, it sounds like it's going to be true. Now, for you and I who have been watching for a long time, with the election coming up, if there, for any number of reasons, was not going to be an election or just got rigged, what do you think that's going to do? When people are out of hope, 
and they know everything because of this great awakening, what do you think is going to happen? And by the way, it's interesting on the left that they're saying if Trump gets in, it will be the end of democracy. Well, just remember, you have a republic. They they're keep saying democracy because democracy is one step away from communism. Democracy has always been used in that way to bring about communism, totalitarian control. Now, just before I get back into the Q stuff and things like that, because we have to discuss it, folks. We've got to discuss it. And I'm going to be talking about Rome <laughs> mostly afterwards. But just as a quick aside, right now, it's become more and more evident, like they're wearing the black robes, they're doing... When you're looking at all of these concerts that are happening on big scale now, and they're extremely evident that they are doing rituals, and they're inviting the masses in, and I'm just going to focus on America right now, like with Taylor Swift or someone like that, Metallica, oh my goodness, theirs is horrible but they're bringing people in who were paying for this and they're going raw, raw, raw. Unknowingly, but they're willfully submitting. Ignorance is not going to be an excuse when they stand in front of the white throne of judgment. But these rituals are being used right now to bring about the destruction of your country. That's wherever you live, wherever these are going on. And they've they're they're not even hiding it anymore, folks. They're not even hiding it. So just touching on Q again for a few moments. Look There's tons of what they call Q proofs. And there's enough of them to legitimize that Q is connected to what they call Q+, which many people believe is Trump. And it seems that Trump has confirmed that in a number of ways. But, and I, and I believe that is the case, but... A Q proof is, oh, Scavino, you know, texted at this timestamp, and then I look at this Q post and look at that. Wow, that's a Q proof. That's not proof. It's circumstantial evidence. Okay. And has Q posted stuff that have come, come to be true? For sure it has. For sure it has. But if you want to know what the future is, at least the immediate future, we cannot look at just timestamps 
<clears throat> and things like this. And people from the Q community, I, I'm not playing it down on purpose or anything. I'm just saying for the purpose of this show, most of it is not hard, hard evidence. Okay. Um, doesn't mean it's not real. What is hard evidence is that food processing plants have burnt down, that they're replacing food with bad food. What is true, what there is true evidence about is what they're spraying in the skies. What there's true evidence to support is the train derailments going into all of the rivers and everything and poisoning the lands and the waters. Now that, all of that has real evidence behind it. The evidence that people are dying from what was flu, or sorry, what was the thing that was supposed to stop the flu, the clot shots. There is strong evidence that this was a bioweapon and tens of millions of people around the world have already died and more are going to die. So we have to look at, you know, and I, I say that along with the Q stuff because don't say, if, if you're saying white hats are in control and they allowed all this other stuff and warp speed was under Trump, they allowed all this other stuff, then who are the white hats? Now, I do believe there are good people working and fighting for the country but you have to understand they're not in total control or if they are like, you know, I've heard some ridiculous stuff from the, the Q people like, Oh, they let the, all the food processing plants burn down, man, because they were poisoning the food. Okay. <laughs> you know what? I'd probably rather have that uh, manufactured box of chicken nuggets that came from that factory than the factory they're building now. The thing is, they, they it gets ridiculous. I heard, there was, someone sent me a video the other day. I'm really thankful they did, but you know they were equating. And listen to this. This is what comes out of the Q camps. Okay, I'm not saying from Q. I'm talking about from people who have shows on YouTube or Rumble, and they say stuff like this. So what they were saying was, okay, the border has been invaded. We know there's like 15 million and they're military people and all this stuff. And, you know, they're being sent, they're being paid. They're given $5,000 gift cards. They're being given phones on the phones. So they're tracked. No phones. It's like you'd be activated. Maybe they're being tracked too. double meaning, but you know, don't, don't say it's only good. <laughs> and what these particular guys were saying, and it's a notable show. I will say this as well. <laughs> They were saying, you know, the uh, army recruitment thing is down and apparently they need 10,000 in the army, 10,000 in the Marines and 6,000 people in the, uh, in the Air Force. 
And now the senators are calling for, you know, the illegal immigrants to be put into the army. And it just so happens that there's, you know, the army, the, the, the armed forces need 26 million people and there's, or 26,000 people. And there's 26,000 Chinese immigrants who just came across. Could it be that this is how they're actually getting the Alliance soldiers in? <laughs> Don't believe that. Don't believe stuff like that. It's, it's hypothesis is really never taken seriously. Okay. I'm just speaking from my heart here today. I know this probably won't be the most entertaining, but there's going to be quite a bit of information I'm about to get into. I just want to also point out that, uh, so that that's the Q stuff. The other stuff was the EMP. Everyone is telling you, every news agency, everything is telling you that you're going to get hit with cyber attacks in EMT. Cyber attacks could be just internet, could be light grid. Uh, EMT would be both, or EMP would be both. Could be nationally, could be regionally, could be long-term, could be short-term. I don't know. But they, they're they saying it out loud now, so I may as well repeat what they're saying they're saying the self-driving cars and most most pe a lot of people have self-driving cars you know the ones that'll stay in a lane you can let your hands off it's fords audis teslas and since about i think the, since any car i think 2007 or newer can actually be hacked and taken over even if it doesn't have a self-driving mode. It can be cyber attacked and they can take control of your steering, everything. Um, one little note on this. I doubt that they will target people individually. They'll, I'd rather, I think they'd more send out a mass command to Teslas, for instance and uh, just get them all to turn right at the same time or something like that. Uh, that's more likely. But if you want to help avoid something that uh, if your car being taken over, what you could do is very simple. Uh, any mechanic could do this, and it won't cost much. Put a kill switch in your vehicle, something that disconnects the electrical. So you could be driving, and if someone, if you lost control of your wheel or whatever, you try to turn off your uh, ignition, maybe that doesn't even work because you're, it's electronic ignition now. But if you could push a button and kill all the electrical, just a simple kill switch, it also helps uh, prevent your car from being stolen. So it's not a bad idea to do that. Um, and I will just say, folks, um, I've got my EMP shields, my house, my car, got to do my motorcycle <laughs> next. Um, go to empshield.com, use product code ROR, coupon code ROR to save $50. Plus there's a, an additional saving that's on the website pretty much at all times, it seems.
Um, look, you could go down the site, all the military testing, they provide these things for the military and stuff. They seem to be the real deal to me. Okay. Um, so we're going to have EMP strikes. And of course, you know that uh, Barack Obama and Big Mike there came out with that movie last week. Everyone's been talking about it, Leave the World Behind. Uh, as of yesterday, there's new trailers out for another movie coming out in the in April, I believe, of 24, which is about civil war in the United States. Um, look, it's, it's inevitable folks, whether they, it's caused by the panic of blackout or the panic of, well, a whole host of things, but they plan on doing this and unfortunately it's going to be effective folks. I don't want to steal away your hope or anything like that. In fact, I want to give you hope as we go through this. One of the things I've been looking at deeply in the last couple of days in particular is the uh, similarities between Rome and the United States. And of course, I've been studying Daniel and the statue, and we're going to talk about that kingdom because right now, if you want to know where we are in time, I think it's easy, easy to point out to you that we are about to go into the kingdom of iron and the miry clay. This kingdom will not stand long. But we're about to go there. Um, I want to make it clear as well in my studies uh, particularly with, between Daniel and the book of Revelation. Look, there is no interim utopian kingdom that, uh, you know, Trump saves the world and everything is, is great. Um, that's not real according to the Bible. And it's not even real according to the devil's writings through Manly P. Hall and things like that. Um, doesn't mean it won't get good for a little bit. Um, you'll be lulled into sleep and peace and safety. And then the aliens will be the last card. I'm convinced. And they're telegraphing that now on the... Uh, news everywhere as well. So what I want to do for most of the remainder of this show now is going to be reading from you. Um, Bill Cooper did an essay on uh, several essays on a book entitled The Scarlet and the Beast written by Jan John Daniel, and I'm going to be reading, um, I pulled up a transcript of this so I could read it to you rather than just playing an audio tape 
and also I can comment. So this, you have to remember, is from, you know, over 30 years ago or about 30 years ago, rather. And you're going to see how accurate it is for where we are right now. Let me just get a quick drink. So Bill starts off by saying that uh, to resemble the beast, you must have at least 14 of these points to match up uh, exactly against ancient Rome. So it goes on to say this with the uh, 14 points. So we'll begin putting out some of these similarities between Rome and the United States of America. From 100 to 300 AD, most of the pagan Rome converted to Christianity. And when this nation was founded, 67% of America's population was Christian. Christians in Rome suffered severe persecution Christians in America were fleeing European persecution. Rome, ladies and gentlemen, in its time was the melting pot of the world. And today, one of the well-known phrases is that America is the melting pot of the world. Rome was a democracy based upon a two-party system the optimates, and the popularists. And the United States of America, they said, today is a democracy. It was really founded as a republic, but today a democracy based on a two-party system, the Democrats and the Republicans. Rome had a divided balance of power, the Roman Tribune and his Senate. America has a divided balance of power, the American president and the Congress. Rome was based on specific laws. They had 12 tables. America is based on specific laws, our constitution, and Rome protected the rights of its citizen. America, up until recently, protected the right of its citizens. In Rome, all men were equal. That was the international law of Rome. In America, all men are equal according to the Declaration of Independence. But let's get be straight. All men in the Decla Declaration of Independence were created equal. All men are not equal. And in Rome, all men, even though they said they were equal, were equal. We're not. Those are facts. Look in history, and you will see Rome has a sordid history of slavery. America also has a sordid history of slavery. Rome was capitalistic. America is capitalistic. Rome practiced abortion as means of population control, and the United States of America practices abortion as a form of birth control. Rome loved R-rated entertainment. Look at the history of Pompeii. And here in the United States of America, we protect our R-rated entertainment under the First Amendment as freedom of speech. Rome had a welfare program funded by taxes. 
you all know that we also have a welfare budget and that many take advantage of it. In fact, our welfare budget rivals our military budget. Rome had a thriving business in lawsuits. America also has a thriving business in lawsuits. Sports was Rome's pastime, and in America, football dominates fall and winter basketball and spring baseball, spring and summer. And I know some of the men who don't even know anything more than sports statistics for their favorite teams, and they think they're brilliant because of it. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? Ancient Rome's national emblem was the single-headed eagle pointing west. America's national emblem is the single-headed eagle pointing west. From 300 to 500 AD, the Roman church was weakened spiritually because of pagan infiltration. After 200 years, the church in America has also been weakened spiritually because of Masonic infiltration, which is nothing more than the ancient pagan religion of Babylon. So, we have not only met 14, ladies and gentlemen, but we've gone beyond 14, if you were counting. Most historians also attribute the name America to the explorer Amerigo Vespucci. Freemasonry, however, has a different point of view, and this will be new to most of you, for according to Freemasonry and our author Manly Hall, a 33rd degree Freemason, the Indians in Central and South America say the name came from their gods, who were peace-loving. For example, the supreme god of Mayan culture of Central America was known as Quetzalcoatl, a light-skinned god who wore a long white robe covered with red crosses. Carved in the stones of his temples were serpents. Quetzalcoatl was also known as the peace-loving serpent god. Serpent God. The same God in Peru was known as Emeru, the God of Peace. Starting to connect it? Sound familiar? He was pictured as a plumed serpent. Emeru's territory was known as Amaruka. The 1895 issue of the publication called Lucifer, a periodical published by Freemason Blavatsky, Blavatsky's Theosophical Society, states this quote from the latter comes our word America. Amaruka is literally translated land of the plumed serpent. <coughs> The priests of this god of peace once ruled the Americas. All the red men who had remained true to the ancient religion are still under his sway. According to author William T. Still, Manley Hall claims 
that since the serpent's frequently symbolic of Lucifer, it is no exaggeration to extrapolate from this that America may well then mean, quote, land of Lucifer, end quote. We have already discussed the hierarchy in Freemasonry and that they consider Lucifer to be the good, benevolent, and peace-loving God. Their philosophy is known as the Luciferian philosophy, and it goes something like this. Man was held prisoner by an unjust, vindictive, and jealous God in the Garden of Eden. He was bound in chains of ignorance. Man was set free by Lucifer through his agent, Satan when man was given the gift of intellect, and through the use of intellect, man himself will become God. That is the Luciferian promise, the promise of Satan to Eve in the Garden of Eden. I'm going to quote Bill Cooper here in regard to that. Now, remember, these are all metaphors. I don't believe for a minute that there was a naked man and a woman standing by a tree and a snake came up and talked to them. These are substitutes and symbols for something much, much deeper and deeper. America is known as the good, benevolent, and peace-loving nation. We've also discussed the seal of the Illuminati, the unfinished pyramid, its capstone and the all-seeing eye represents the kingdom of Lucifer. The image of this Luciferian masterpiece makes up half of the great seal of the United States of America. Just look at a $1 bill and Ezekiel chapter 28 verse 12 tells us Lucifer was the epitome of beauty, America the beautiful may therefore be a sinister figure of speech for Lucifer, the beautiful. Freemason Manly P. Hall states that when Atlantis died, so did the ideal pattern of government. This is where it's going to get interesting, folks. You need to listen to this. According to Hall, the League of Ten Kings is part of the secret doctrine preserved by secret societies through their oral transitions. Oral transitions. Who else has that? Oh, the Talmud? Actually, just stop for one second before I continue with this art. I put playing a lot of the stuff about... Uh, How the, the Jews are being used, folks. They've been used and they've been duped. It's important to note that these aren't just the people next door to you. It's important to note that, but also note that their writings, the Talmudic writings and everything, says these same things. Continuing with the article, Paul believes that when the unifying force of the Ten Kings was broken, destruction automatically followed. So complete was this destruction, he writes, 
that men forgot there is a better way of life and accepted the evils of war and crime and poverty as inevitable. The old Atlantis, Atlantis is gone, dissolved in a sea of human doubts. But the philosophical empire would come again as a democracy of wise men. This connects directly with the protocols of the wise men of Sion. Seems that there was a reason I was playing all this stuff to you folks. Freemasonry planned long ago to philosophically raise Atlantis out of the sea and then this new land reestablished democracy as a new world order. Novus Order Cyclorum. Masonic author George H. Steinmetz confirms in Freemasonry its hidden meaning that the democratic philosophy of Freemasonry has been traced back to the lost continent of Atlantis. He attempts to prove that Atlantis was a Masonic society by suggesting the destroyed temples of Upper Egypt are all part of the Atlantean destruction. There in Egypt, we find their ruined temples, which, compared with our lodge rooms, have similar floor plans, the same dark north, and many of the same emblems. And remember... In the Lion King to the north was the darkness and desolation. Finally, Steinmetz says that one cannot understand the universality of Freemasonry without accepting the Atlantean account. Hall, Manly Hall, concurs. Masonry is a university teaching the liberal arts and sciences of the soul to all who will attend its words. By the way, if I have not given you the meaning of the word liberal, you can look it up. Uh, there's several meanings, but one of them is most certainly against God. It is a shadow of the great Atlantean mystery school which stood with all its splendor in the ancient cities of the Golden Gates, where the now turbulent Atlantic rolls in unbroken sweep. <coughs> and I bet you wondered why they named the bridge in San Francisco the Golden Gate Bridge. Well, now you know. Hall suggests that the antediluvian civilization was democratic, that Freemasonry planned over three centuries ago to recreate a universal democratic society that will philosophically rise up out of the sea, and just like Atlantis, join with the Ten Kings to lead mankind in the pursuits of universal happiness. And what is the sea? Listen to this, folks. Remember, the sea is a mass of humanity. Great numbers of people 
to rise up out of the sea is to establish through revolution, and that's coming. He says that the Christian church has delayed the search for the new Atlantis, and that's why they hate Christians. And Christians, like Orthodox Jews and the followers of the Prophet Muhammad, are scheduled for extermination in the New World Order. And he alludes to the ancient Roman Empire as the last attempt at resurrection of the Atlantean project, and states that another attempt would be made. Now we can see how Freemasonry's planned resurrection of Atlantis correlates with Daniel's prophecy of a revived Roman Empire. Like John's vision, sorry, like John's vision of the beast with ten horns representing ten kings is more significant in this regard. Given the fact that Freemasonry calls for its one world government to be patterned after the Atlantean League of Ten Kings. Therefore, to locate the headquarters of the Freemasonry's new philosophical Atlantis, Daniel's revived Roman Empire and John's Beast, we must search for a land that meets the following requirements. One, if old Atlantis was democratic, then new Atlantis will be democratic and most likely to be born of Templar French Freemasonry, the father of modern socialism. Number two, John's Beast and Freemasonry's philosophical Atlantis will figuratively rise up out of the sea in the Atlantic Ocean, somewhere west of the Straits of Gibraltar, where the old Atlantis was alleged to have sunk and will be established through revolution from out of the masses of people. Revolution is coming. Civil war. Three, if resurrected west of the Straits of Gibraltar, Daniel's revived Rome will be a new land in a new world, populated from the territory of the old Roman Empire. Number four, Daniel's uncivilized beast will be born in an uncivilized western land bordered by water. <coughs> From Daniel's vantage point at Babylon, a land in the extreme west, five, John's beast will eventually unite with ten kingdoms Kings, as did old Atlantis, will be divided into ten regions according to the plan. Did you hear that? According to the plan. Or the new world model of the Club of Rome, and on its model, the world will also be divided into ten regions, unlike Edgar Cayce and Manly P. Hall, is not looking for ancient Atlanta, Atlantis to literally rise up out of the sea, and neither am I, and neither should you, 
but I know that some of you at least have are, and will continue to look for the seas as the literal source of the rising of a new landmass, which will be called Atlantis, and you don't understand the symbology and the metaphors. You are looking at exoteric. Manly P. Hall rather looks to America as the nation that will represent the philosophical Atlantis, and so do I. And through my studies, I know for a fact that fact that this is it. For they have made the omission over and over and over again in their writings, the esoteric writings of the secret societies, all of them. Assignment with Destiny, Manly P. Hall writes, quote, the explorers who opened the new world operated from a master plan and were agents of rediscovery rather than discovery, end quote. And when Columbus landed upon the beach, instead of planting the flag of Spain, who he was supposed to represent in his discovery, instead, ladies and gentlemen, this great explorer who, instead of carrying the cross of Christianity upon the sails of his ship, carried the cross, the red cross of the Knights Templars, planted a green flag with a white cross. In a second book called The Secret Destiny of America, Manly P. Hall claims that the unifying goal of ancient secret societies, that is plural, was to create a new Atlantis beyond the Atlantic Ocean in what is now called America. The bold resolution, he said, was that this Western continent should become the site of the philosophic empire. Just stop for a second. Have you all seen those maps that make, you know, the... Uh, curbside of the uh, Great Lakes look just like Israel, mirror image. Stunning. New Jerusalem. Still explains that America, according to the Great Plan, was to become the first nation to establish the universal democracy or a world commonwealth of nations. They did that. It's called the United Nations. This quest was said to be the most noble pursuit to which man could devote himself. And ladies and gentlemen, I would have to agree with that statement if it were done honestly and openly and for the noble purpose for which they claim. But we know that it is built upon lies and deception and manipulation, and that the men bringing it about. And it is all men, they do not practice. That's what they preach. They are liars, deceivers, and manipulators, and there is nothing noble about the goal of these scum. The first modern philosopher to promote America as the new Atlantis was Sir Francis Bacon, who lived from 1561 
1626. He was an English lord and scientist Rosicrucian as an occultist well-versed in the Great Plan, also known as the Enterprise. Bacon concealed the secret doctrine in a new novel called New Atlantis, in which he laid out the plan for a utopian society to be built on the newly discovered continent. Masonic authors Marie Bauer Hall and Manley P. Hall respectively say of Bacon, and I quote, Bacon is the founder of Freemasonry, the guiding light of the Rosicrucian order, the members of which kept the torch of the true universal knowledge and the secret doctrine of the ages alive during the dark night of the Middle Ages. Bacon had been initiated into new liberalism, represented throughout Europe by secret societies of intellectuals dedicated to civil and religious freedom. Later, when that moment was propitious, he threw the weight of his literary group with the English colonization plan for America, cherishing, as he did, the dream of a great commonwealth in the new Atlantis, end quote. Has been perpetuated by an international group of the highest initiates of secret societies, as I have revealed to you over the years. Action will take place in America. Doom will take place in America. Doomsday will take place right here. This is the place when the Bible is talking about when the Bible mentions Babylon, it means America. When the Bible mentions Solomon tomorrow, or sorrow, that's America. <clears throat> when the Bible mentions Egypt, that's America. This is Rome. This is Babylon. This is the kingdom that God is going to come and set free into the last day. And you're living in that last day right now. So I read a lot of Freemasonry stuff. But it's amazing how all of the different secret societies, all of them, say the same thing about the rise of these ten kings or ten territories. What I believe we are on the verge of, this is Jeff speaking. I spoke throughout that, by the way. I hope I was clear when I did. But you see, America is the last stronghold. Now there's strong patriots all around the world, and there's been massive protests all around the world. They're going to quash that too. They're hoping that most of us will kill each other off when the lights go out or whatever 
the event is. But the way I truly see it at this point in time, I'll just lay it out for you. We're going to have cyber attacks, probably multiple occasions. We're most likely going to have an EMP event. That could be devastating for some. For some, it could be real devastating. You don't recover from an EMP attack real quick, folks. These things will cause civil war. And at the same time, we're probably going to be right on that verge of, well, even what Juan calls that Cuban Missile Crisis. It's most likely with Iran and Russia. And by the way, it, in the end, it seems that, you know, Russia, Iran, China come in and they, they're probably going to be the ones God uses to take America out. Um, but at some point in the midst of all that chaos, probably right at the time when there's that nuclear scare, that's when the alien card will be played, in my opinion. And the world will be so worn down from the civil war and the hatred and the decrepitness. Anything that'll bring us all together. Anything. Most people will cry that out. Um... One other thought before I sign off is uh, 2024. At least we can say this about 2024. The end is in sight, and I don't mean the end of the world. But we're going to know how this plays out next year. Make no mistake, the timelines are converging, folks. It's coming to a head. Bang. And I think I'm going to be right in what I'm predicting here today. Um, but I have a couple notes here. Uh, first of all, in Matthew 24, uh, I believe it's verse 20. Let me just pull it up here. This is something we should be praying Verse 20, moreover, pray that when you flee, it will not be in winter or on a Sabbath. Folks, you can pray that none of this will happen. And you, your prayers might even delay it. But I would say a more prudent prayer would be to pray that it does not happen in winter. Because it is going to happen. God says it's going to happen. And for what it's worth, Satan says it's going to happen too. They're all telling you it's going to happen. And it looks like it's going to happen in 2024. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying it looks like it. It is evident that it will happen in 2024 but we don't know 
we don't know for sure. I'm just saying you got to be prepared. A um, couple things that you should do to prepare real quick. I'm not giving prepping advice, but um, you need to really start to get to know the Word of God better. You need to get the Word of God into your heart. There might be a time when you don't have the Word of God accessible to you. In fact, that's probably a sure bet that will happen. Um, also, make some basic preparations. Have a plan with your family, whatever that is. But have a plan with your family. And uh, in the uh, next couple weeks, I started with this. I'll finish with it. I'm working on a couple major projects. Um, one that will actually, they're both for, for you, for us in the right on radio community. And I think they're going to be significant and it'll help keep us on the narrow path. And it's, it's going to be what I feel God is telling me how well, I know God is telling me what he thinks is most important right now. And that's what I want to focus on. So in the next couple of weeks, uh, if you're watching this live, as I say, I don't know. Uh, and it's December 14th currently. And throughout the end of the year, I'll, I'll be putting up some stuff. You can count on it, but just don't count on every Tuesday or Thursday. And, I, you know, if if I do put out something, I'll put up notice. If I don't, if I don't create something, you won't see anything. Um, I hope that this came out clear for you. And. Yeah, there's just uh, there's no good way to say it other than. Uh, the Lord will be coming back soon and we really are blessed to be living at a time such as this. So, ladies and gentlemen, in the meantime, remember to love your God, love your family, love your neighbor as yourself, and make a difference in your community. Right on, right on, right on. Live right. Live right. In the real world. Right on radio. Right on radio.